Rollins of the night. Jimmy Rollins is going to turn for three. Here he comes. In the air, down the right field line. Way back there. On an RBI hit by Mitchie Poe. Here's the throw to the plate. It's in the air. He is. Oh! The 0-2 What's going on, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. It's been a couple weeks, but we're back. Uh, After a pretty eventful week of Phillies baseball, uh, they actually swept the Milwaukee Brewers. uh, Four-game sweep. It came, like, there was a month period here where they didn't win consecutive games, and and now they uh, get this big sweep. Uh, So a lot to talk about here. Uh, As always, I am joined by my co-host, Ty Daubert. Ty, what's going on? Yeah, man, it is a good day for Zach Wheeler, fantasy baseball managers, and I happen to be one of them. So having a good day, I'm off to, you know, good start to to fantasy baseball for the week. Because Zach Wheeler, Zach (laughs) Wheeler, I mean, I guess it's not really a start. We're kind of deep into the league. Zach Wheeler today, complete game shutout. Maybe he shouldn't have been left in as long as he was with the Phillies. Their bullpen has been bullpen's been taxed. They really needed a, a deep start, and he gave them one. Yeah, took and a like, one hitter into the ninth, facing the minimum right. And yeah, it's a really incredible performance from him. And like we know, like most of the people who listen to this podcast really only care about Ty Dobbert's fantasy team. That's um, right. So, you know, if that's all you're listening for, you can tune out now because I think we're probably not going to talk about it anymore. I don't know. I, You know, Ty might have some some other tricks up his sleeve. Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. Two home runs. How about it? Okay. Cool. Anything else? Uh, Juan Soto. Get healthy for me. Yeah. That's I, mean, I mean, we need Juan Soto to get healthy for all of us, I think, because I think he's probably one of the most fun baseball players to watch in baseball. That's all I got. So, Back, back to the Phillies. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is called the Phillies Nation Podcast. Right. Sorry. Uh, forgot for we a call second. The, the Ty Dobbert Fantasy, Fantasy Baseball Nation. Nation Podcast. You can start that on the side, buddy. There's a lot of, you know, ways to get that out there all, all on your own for free. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, let's talk about the Phillies. Um, it's been, it's been such, to me, like, it's been such a weird season so far. It's just... The Phillies have been um, entering this week. It's like they were 500 at every record between like six and six and 13 and 13. They yeah, would win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, I mean, win, loss. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like, all right, is this team, are they bad? What's, go- Wait, what's going on here? Uh, Infully mediocre, and, I would say. Yeah, definitely. For a and, while. And it was also just the whole division is has been bad like no one no no, there are zero teams who have really played well within the division so it's just been a weird kind of like uh everyone's off to a slow start no one's hitting all of that but uh like you said no one's hitting no one is hitting there's been what three no hitters already no hitters yeah i mean baseball decided that the coolest thing in baseball home runs that they were just doing that too much they had to change the baseball and now nobody can hit yeah (laughs) that's true the, the changing the balls did work. I, I think fans know. fans notoriously hated home <laughs> runs. They had to get rid of them. Yeah, that's true. Thank and you, base A- hits. Thank you, A Rod. I mean, I mean, as A Rod says, empty, empty galleries. galleries. Empty that's galleries. Right. That's all home runs are. He had like what six hundred ninety six of them. So many empty calories. Whatever, A Rod. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, let's start talking about. I, I think we should just talk about this week's games because because really, really, if we go back further than that, it's just it's it's oh win loss win loss oh they they snuck one out here oh they they played poorly here it's just been so much mediocrity um you know monday night vince velasquez on the mound against a, a brewers team coming off a sweep of the dodgers it's a, a, like a very good brewers team they were 17 and 12 entering the series or maybe 17 and 10 um they they were a very good team top of the top of the nl central if i'm not mistaken and and they uh it looked like uh-oh the Phillies are playing a good team like can they can they keep up with this team um and they they did they put Vince Velasquez on the mound Monday night it didn't didn't feel like a, a win I don't think entering it but Velasquez pitched brilliantly six innings one run um and the Phillies pulled it out so I I mean I we, we've talked about the last time we recorded you know what should the Phillies plan be for the back of the rotation um what was your you know, initial reaction to Velasquez's start on Monday. Yeah, one of the better ones of the last few years for him. I mean, they they needed that. They really did. They need they need those guys in the back of the rotation to start giving them a little bit of length, specifically out of the four starter spot, because Chase Anderson, he's going to be the five, and he's not going to give you any length. I think that's probably set, set in stone at this point. Um, he's not going to get you six innings most nights. So the number four spot, that becomes really important. Matt Moore early in the season was not cutting it. They turned to Velasquez, and he really did pitch solidly. He earned his his chance to, to keep pitching there. And I don't know if he's going to be able to bring that every single time he's out there. I mean – the story of his whole career has been you get these kind of flashes and then they disappear. And that's very frustrating. But Matt Moore is not going to give you any outings like that, most likely. They had him pitch out of the bullpen the other night. It happened to work. Probably won't work most nights, at least not if he doesn't change uh, his the approach way he to pitching. Yeah, too many, <laughs> too many soft fastballs. Unless Unless he's really relying on breaking balls and cutters, it's probably not going to work out like it did uh, getting a double play yeah. uh, on Wednesday to, to work out of a work out of a big inning, you know, setup man, Matt Moore. Then Velasquez is going to have to be the guy because Matt Moore, they signed him to a guaranteed deal. Maybe they would take that back right now if they – we're able to do that they they can't they they're gonna need they're gonna use more somewhere it's probably the long man maybe david hale's on his way to getting dfa'd because they're they're going to have depending how depending how this uh some of their injury situations work when people come back they're gonna need to take someone off the 40 man maybe that means hale's gone so Moore probably goes to the long man spot in Velasquez. He's probably a lock for the rotation, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're stretching Spencer Howard out in AAA, but um, it's it's hard to see. Like, like one is, I guess, I don't know. It, not that Howard isn't still a top prospect, but do we do we see Spencer Howard as being a high impact guy in in twenty twenty one, or? 
does this feel like kind of a year for him to figure out what was missing last year? And then, you know, like, I don't know. Somewhere in between. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. really tough to answer. I, do I think he's going to be this number two kind of ceiling that he has somewhere in there? No, not this year. First of all, he has to kind of be able to be stretched out in each game to be able to throw six, seven innings. He's been there before in the minor leagues. He's not there right now. He's going to have to amount the total number of innings and keep all the appearances going, which he hasn't been able to do the last few years. So it's really just, he has, he has a lot of, he's had a lot of shoulder concerns, some injuries. That's a big concern. They have to be really careful with it. And that in itself makes it really complicated for how they're able to utilize him and get the most out of him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think if Velasquez pitches the way he did not, you know, he doesn't have to go out there and give six innings, one run, but if he's throwing five, six innings through a fewer runs, it, it makes it easier for them to not have to rush like, Oh, we need Howard up here right now. You know, it gives them time to figure out, all right, maybe we can stretch him out. Um, you know, not I think there's a right chance away. he. I think there's a chance he's starting games by the end of the year for the Phillies. Right. But Absolutely. I don't know if they're going to be more traditional starts where you think of somebody going six, seven innings. I think yeah. it might be two times. Through. They tried him. In, they tried him in this kind of hybrid role, and then because of some ineffectiveness from from Matt Moore, really, uh, they kind of had to ditch that plan and, and change it up a little bit but I still do think it will be shorter outings in general. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest takeaway from, from Monday night's game is just having, having more or Velasquez pitch to that level. It, it's just such a game changer. And um, I, I just keep thinking back to, all right, like what, which guys who have been on the Phillies, if they had like that kind of guy, would save the rotation it's like if they had the 2016 version of jeremy hellickson with the 2016 version of of jared eikoff like a guy like that would make such a difference such a difference uh in this in this rotation um because we'll get into it like aaron nola zach wheeler and zach Eflin, they haven't been perfect but they've been pretty brilliant so far and just having you know some semblance of a of like consistency beyond that even if it's all right we know this guy's gonna give up three runs but he's gonna you know, give us length, whatever it might be. Um, that that is, you know, a, a big hole in this team and, and something they need. Um, but yeah, on, on the subject of Nola, uh, Tuesday night's game, he he threw like thirty pitches in the first inning, uh, gave up a run, and then really, really settled in. Looked great. Ten strikeouts over six innings. Um, good Nola start. You know, not his best. That sixth inning, they really. Like I said, they've been feels like they've been short on bullpen guys with not being available. They've just been eating through these relievers, like the ones that are available. They're really going heavy on them, and they can't just get their whole bullpen completely reset with rest until today, obviously with Wheeler. But uh, they need they really needed that sixth inning out of Nola, and he was able to to get it. Like that was a that was a really strong performance and uh, you know, not to get into the cliches, but like that was kind of, kind of what your number one does is fight through those 
last few innings, which he did, especially in that sixth inning. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the bullpen. Like, they got five out saves on Monday and Tuesday, one from Maris, one from Sam Coonrod. Like, they, they, their, their bullpen is just – being run into the ground a little bit right now, like you said, today was, was big, especially they didn't have an off day. But Wheeler came out and, and shoved for them. Um, you know, I think another big thing uh, that happened in, um, in Tuesday night's game is Andrew McCutcheon came alive a little bit at the plate. And he's been, he's been showing signs lately. Uh, of, of this but he hit two home runs like you know within the first three innings he was two for two with two home runs um and like th- that coupled with seeing Didi Gregorius hit a grand slam on Wednesday it's that's the difference between and, and Alec Bohm, Bohm's home run today like that's the difference between what we've seen from before the series what we've seen from the, the Phillies this year and last year like McCutcheon wasn't great last year but they had Gregorius and Bohm um I'd say those are the two biggest guys, you know, they're not the star players, uh, quote unquote, but like they were, I mean, they just came through and they, they were pretty consistent uh, last season. And that was why their lineup was one of the best in baseball. Uh, even though the team wasn't that good. And, and, and this season, those guys haven't been here. Um, they, they haven't shown up for the most part. And, and in this series, they didn't have Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper didn't have a plate appearance in the series. Reese Hoskins, he had two or three hits. Um, I don't think he started on Monday. And, uh, you know, those guys, huge reason they were able to win games. And it's like, that's, that's the difference. And that's really what this team needs to, to be competitive. Uh, so that was like, I, I think a pretty big takeaway from, um, you know, Tuesday night's game and beyond is, is like those guys being able to contribute is, is such a game changer for this team. And, and, and it isn't something that's really happened yet this year. Yeah. Johnny here with the scorching take that teams are better when they're one and five hitter are performing well. But, but yeah, really, the, it is as simple as that sometimes. Listen, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it, it obvious, it's it's obvious but yeah. again, like, they, they hit, and I was like, oh, they're winning these games by one run, but they're winning these games because – Yeah, it, it, it – I, I'm – I know I'm just being a jerk for a second, but it is – Oh, for it a can be, it can, <laughs> Sorry. It can be as simple as that sometimes where yeah. – you have a couple guys in key spots when they're when they're playing well, like your team's going to play well. Leoff is clearly one of those. And Gregorius, like when when runners are on, he can he can really make a huge difference because just always feel feels like he is so close to just hitting a home run into the right field seats. Like it doesn't matter if he's if he's been playing well recently, just like he needs that one pitch that he can just kind of pop into the seats there for yeah. a home run that one that that home run was awesome it was just like he hit it so high those those are the best ones yeah yeah it doesn't, go that, doesn't go that far out but just like off the bat you know it's going Moonshot, to exactly. straight up. um yeah yeah uh wednesday um chase and i mean chase anderson is what chase anderson is like he's is he gonna pitch into the sixth inning really ever no no, um, no, but I he keeps them in. Games. I would be. He, do you think he's ever? Will he have one single start of six innings this year? No. No. No, I don't think so. Not I mean, maybe I, I. don't know. Maybe not. Dude, one they could. Single. They could really use Jake Arrieta right now. That they could really use Nick Pavetta. They could use dude. Who they could use? Um, uh, Cole Irvin. Yeah. How about he's, it? He's think about it. If they bring back that guy, the, is hooping right now. 
He's balling out. If they brought back, if if they had just kept Jake Arietta, Nick Pavetta, and Cole Irvin, they would have made the playoffs last year. What do you mean? They had those guys last year. Nah, they traded Nick Pavetta, and they uh, the Cole Irvin wasn't on the team later in the season, was he? I mean, I guess they traded him this off season. Yeah. But dude, uh, they would not have made the playoffs last if they year. kept if they kept Nick Pavetta, they wouldn't have made the playoffs last year. I um maybe something about him in Philly's <laughs> uniform. It was probably not no 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 his... not not even that he would have pitched well, but Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry. Now was that's, a, that's true. like that's true. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Pavetta Pavetta's four and zero right now. I <laughs> I mean, dude's a winner. What can you say about him? Like he he just goes out there and he wins. Yeah, that's um that's objectively pretty funny that those three guys are all pitching really well. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, anyway, like I was <laughs> saying about Anderson, yeah, he's not going to give you not going to give you length, but he is solid in a way. He's kind of like he's a little bit Velasquez esque, but he's probably a little bit better at run prevention. I was going to say, like, he won't get, like, Velasquez will sometimes go out there and give up five runs in four innings. doesn't yeah. feel like that's something Anderson's going to do. But he might, like, he's not going to be, he won't give you a start like Velasquez had the other day. Yeah. That's kind of, but on most nights, they're probably a little bit similar. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, yeah, like, it was fun. I mean, Wednesday night's game was just... <laughs> If I told you, all right, it's the fifth inning. The Phillies have a one-run lead. Here's who comes in. Brandon Kinsler, Matt Moore, Eniel De Los Santos, and Jose Alvarado. And they don't score at all for the rest of the game. What is the percent chance that the Phillies win that game? Um, 100, apparently. Well, yeah, I guess I guess the results don't lie. And they're the only things that matter. But like, right. I mean, statistically, just, they win that game 100. percent It time. didn't. That didn't feel like a real thing that was going to happen, and and they just they won. Um, well, you know, De Los Santos actually kind of looked, looked pretty good. He looked good. Yeah, he's throwing gas. Uh, you know, he finally now that they could finally get him into the game after the lineup card <laughs> the day before. Just I don't know. MLB apparently is messing that up for other teams as well like the managers in the end it's on them to make sure that the lineup card they sign has all their their players but it seems like major league baseball is messing that up a little bit for them so they they need to figure that out if you aren't sure what happened they called up de los santos and sent down christopher sanchez and the lineup card that the umpires had didn't have de los santos's name on it so when they tried to bring him in he could not pitch but then the next day he pitched in the game we're talking about here and he looked pretty good with i mean this philly scored five runs in the first inning and i think they got like two hits the rest of the game but they won these first three games they won by a combined three runs cool i mean not like <laughs> they played seven straight days of one only run. one run games yeah well they go four and three in those games I believe so. Yeah, yeah that is um, at the very – now, some of them were, like, kind of fake one-run games where it wasn't that close, and then the bullpen kind of made it close because they didn't have a well, ton of – Well, Sunday's available. game was absolutely ridiculous. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Sunday Night Baseball. I know we said we're done with my fantasy theme, but I also have Reese Hoskins <laughs> on my fantasy theme. He comes up at the end of the game on Sunday Night Baseball. Two runners on. The Phillies are down, down by three. The Phillies are down by three. Reese Hoskins at the plate, two outs. I text my fantasy baseball group chat. I say, if Reese Hoskins hits a home run, I'm about to win because I was tied overall in categories, and I was also tied in home runs. Reese Hoskins hits a ball to right field that they call a home run on the field. I text my fantasy group chat again with a screenshot that says Reese Hoskins home run. I said something mean to them to make fun of them that I won. And then <laughs> they they replayed it. It apparently hit the top of the railing. Now there was a camera shot during the game today that was down. Yes. What like, where was that on <laughs> down the fence line? They didn't show that on ESPN. Yeah. So I like that would have made things a whole lot easier if they just showed that on TV the other night. But they called the home run back. They said it hit the top of the railing and came back in. And then I got made fun of by the people in my fantasy baseball yeah. league, a fantasy baseball league that Johnny was ousted from. And they made I fun was, of me. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm not getting into this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. I, I mean, Sixers Adam. Is I, a bad yeah. Team. That's the yes. only thing we have to I, say. We drafted. And then it was like, Oh, actually we're, we're going to redraft because we don't know how to change the league rules. It was one of those ridiculous things I've ever taken part of. Um, so yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Those are my public comments on that. Um, yeah, that game was ridiculous. Though. That, yeah, that was that was a fake one run game, but it was entertaining. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and the Phillies on Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. You're probably listening on Friday. Zach Wheeler, like we said at the top of the episode, he was just shoving and and you know he's had three outings this year. The first one of the season. Um, that one a couple of weeks ago in St. Louis, and then uh, again on Thursday, where he just was dominant. He gave up what five hits over twenty-four innings in those three starts. Like, yeah, he's he's brilliant. I mean, since they signed him, I know it's only been a short season and like fifth the start, start of this season, eighteen games ish. But he's been really good. It's been, very, it's been really very good. good. Yeah, really solid signing. Phillies have two all-star level pitchers that on some nights they can be a lot more than that. Yeah. Get three if you include Eflin. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean how that goes out. But yeah. But Wheeler, man, like he looked he looked so so good tonight. And we already mentioned this, but they really needed a chance to just rest everybody yeah. in the bullpen. And you know, once in a while it is kind of nice to like get a game where yeah there's seeing some really nasty relievers can be fun but it is cool to see an old-fashioned pitchers duel like yeah, today that was great today i mean i mean and we got it two where, weeks ago too where he just but even today where wheeler sent him back out for the ninth yeah 120 pitches yeah it's cool to see yeah no i agree it was it's fun it was, today was today was a, a fun game to watch um and yeah, I mean, like they need Wheeler and Nola to give these kind of starts when in, in this, like you said, when the bullpen's dry and, and needs a rest and, and all of that. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we definitely talked about it last episode, but like, what are the Phillies? Like, I, I still don't entirely 
Like it's hard to gauge, I guess. It's still early. And if this were last season, more than halfway through, but it's not. Yeah. It's a, I was real, thinking about that today. This, this season is a fifth of the way through. So, I was thinking about that today. Like, wow, sixty games. That is nothing. That is so short. That is what a short season that is. Yeah. That just I don't know. So many. It's a long season. So many different things can happen with this team. Like we're not even close to the trade deadline. Like the trade deadline would have happened already, right? Or be happening right now in the short season. Yeah, it was around. It was around this time. We're not even close to it. Like yeah. there's so much time to figure out what this team is. There's some stuff they're dealing with. Uh, with Segura being hurt. Roman Quinn just got hurt. So Moniac's back in the major leagues. Like center field is still, you, it's still a huge question mark. And you know, last season we'd be halfway through and it's like oh uh you know they're halfway through maybe they have to figure out an answer for center and it doesn't mean that it's a good one but they kind of have to figure out who they're going with down the stretch but right now even even though it's been been a month now uh there is I don't think there's anything close to a clear answer for center so that's just that's going to be probably the main storyline for most of the season until they make a trade pretty much or somebody really steps up and for a little bit for a split second there it looked like Roman Quinn was starting to do it and then of course uh, unfortunately it seems like anytime he seems to get things going he ends up getting hurt he tries to bunt a ball it hits only his hand pretty much he stays in the game gets a hit he takes his batting glove off and there's a kind of a big gash in his finger so he had to get stitches so he's on the il but i don't know maybe he ends up being the answer off to a horrible start to the year before that but he was starting to get in a groove and i think he could be he probably gets another shot once he's back but in the meantime who really who really knows maybe maybe nick maton gets some some outfield looks when segura's back but I don't know. This team feels pretty good as a whole, but when you think about it, there are just so many spots where you're just really unsure. Yeah, I, and I think you you mentioned like guys are hurt. Um, Harper has not played a ton, um, and, and and so it has definitely definitely hurt them. Um, and and it, I guess it is it's hard to know right now what the team's plan is going to be. Come the trade deadline, uh, I, I guess it'll it'll depend on like where are they in the picture. Like right now, let's say let's say the NL East is still not a good division. Um, t- you know, teams still aren't playing well. Like if the Phillies are a few games, if they're if they're around this spot, do they still go all in? Do they trade for a Joey Gallo? I don't know. So it'll be interesting for sure to see kind of how they treat that um, as as we come closer to that time i mean it's still less than less than three months away so getting there but um it is the greatest like july 31st is the best day ever i would say date of all time it's, i mean it's it's incredible it's it's just the best now the trade deadline's fun last year last year was like you know there was a trade deadline but wasn't exactly the wasn't same, same thing no 
this trade deadline should be a good one. Should it should because the uh, Phillies they're going to need to add. I don't know if it'll be a splash like you kind of mentioned there, but they're going to need to add, and I, they probably yeah. know it. Yeah, at this they, point you would assume they they know it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, we are saying how we can't at this point really seem to know what to make of the team. I wonder what they. I wonder what Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold, Joe Girardi, what they make of themselves at this point, one month into the season. That's kind of a a thought exercise. We're not going to get an answer. We don't really know. They're not going to, you know, tell everybody, tell everybody what their internal thoughts are on the team and what their game plan is. But it's interesting if how they're going to use this first season and let it guide what moves that they make. Um, like, like we mentioned, do they just add to the fringes or do they go all in on some kind of splash? It's tough to tell. I, what do you, what do you think they're, which way they would be leaning? I think they know that there's probably too much talent on this team to, they're not going to like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know, but I, I know that I, think we probably agree where they should be is i don't know if they can afford to wait till july 31st it's a good enough team where like there's enough pieces where it's at this point it's like all right just build right now get get the guys who would help your team over the next 120 games instead of it being you know the the last 60 of the season um that's a big difference and and um jumping on guys early might be the the best move and i don't know if it's something they'll do but um they might they might just wait and see the only thing with that is at this point some teams that may end up being sellers are still in it because it's early and then the teams that are obvious sellers um it would take a whole lot to get them to get rid of some of their players right now because they want to wait until closer to the trade deadline and try to get something of a bidding war so you're really gonna have to make a really good offer right now. Maybe that maybe you decide you need to do that because you want the player right now, but that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, no, definitely, and and it's all kind of weighing what it. Is. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast a hundred times. The team, like, they're not positioned to be good in three years, so they kind of just they're stuck where they have to try now, um, and. The burden of having a good baseball good team. Baseball team. So you have exactly to, right now. But what a what a good problem. To have well, it's like hands. it's more it's more like the burden of having a good baseball team, but also having um, multiple players signed through an age in which they won't be playing well and not a great farm system. I'd say that is kind of a burden. Yeah, I'd say it's it's tough. It's like yeah, it's a it's, tough reality. Yeah. But it also, if you think about it that way, it really does make you realize that right now is the most important and like just playing for the not so distant future like is probably a bad bet and really mishandling what they have in front of them, which is a pretty good team. Right. Right. Exactly. It's, you know what you have and, and you just have to um you just have to play with it but yeah i mean it's it's still it really is it's 
<laughs> I feel like it's just too early to really know what this team yeah. what it is. The forty the uh the forty games rule, like yeah. we're getting a little bit little bit closer to that, but let them get a full forty games in and yeah. you have a they better can. understanding. I mean, next next time another we're recorded, we'll no. almost be there. Yeah. Give us another week or two and then we yeah. should have a better understanding then of what's going then I'll on. Know. Then I will know for sure. Yeah, um, that's when that's the uh the minimum that's the minimum number of games you need for uh you know a full eye test. Yes, exactly. And we we this is an eye test podcast. Um for anyone listening. I you know I'm graduating college tomorrow with a statistics degree, but that's all for show. It's, it's eye test only, you know, like that's right. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean before we wrap up, any it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, so anything going on around baseball, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll touch on some minor league stuff too. But uh, any major league stuff you any major league stuff? I mean, Shohei Otani, my MVP pick, it's looking strong. That's looking strong. He homered again tonight. Oh wow! The only player to ever homer, Shohei He's Otani. Literally. He's tied for the lead league. He's tied for the lead league. Listen, all I'm, saying, all I'm saying is my MVP pick, Jose Ramirez, has more extra base hits than strikeouts. He struck out 14 times. And he's like, dude, he's, he looks really good. And his, his, his uh, peripherals like are way better than his actual stats. Which And he has a 970 OPS. Um, he's looked really good. Peripherals doesn't sound like high tests. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, speaking of the Angels, Albert Pujols got DFA'd today. We, um, we've said this a couple times. Like the Angels, just what a a weird team. Like Otani, Rendon, Trout, and Pujols, and like Upton, just all on the team at the same time. Yeah. Pujols. No longer on the team. I would say five Hall of Famers right there. I think you just named five Hall of Famers. Don't <laughs> know. Justin Upton. <laughs> Don't know if Upton's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but, but, Pujols will Pujols be Hall is, of Trout is, Rendon could be. Otani is. Be. Yeah, very so, clearly. But here's the thing. With Albert Pujols getting released, obviously, like, Probably the greatest right-handed hitter of our lifetime. I think that's probably a lock. And maybe of all time, he was so good for like 12 years. And then he was so bad for like 10 years. Yeah, a long time. And honestly, like this is not going to be – if you're looking for an Albert Pujols, like – well-worded tribute like don't come here because being 20 i'm 21 years old and from the ages of like 13 until 12 or 13 till now i only remember albert pujols being very bad and i can't think of another career that is so like that being the best player to like one of the worst and it's split like well just being like being being that bad for that long like i mean ryan howard was didn't produce for it was like five years and that felt like forever i mean Pujols yeah it's an odd career. career it is um it is an odd yeah. odd career his many of his stats like have just gone downhill for i mean his stats like, are are, are like they're just so much they'll just look worse 
his overall stats because I mean not the counting ones. Like well, yeah, got but to the the homer totals and and all. Yeah, that's sure. The but like, but average OPS like yeah. those ones they Woba. they just decreased. Yeah, obviously I know remember from when I was <laughs> when I was really young. I do remember. I remember. Growing up watching the Phillies, I remember 2011. I know how good Albert Pujols was, but it's just an odd career. I wish I remembered yes. more. I was I wish I remembered more of him being good and not him being not so good. Yeah, not so good on a team that I haven't watched. Too. Almost a Marlin. Yeah, people forget. They do. They do. Maybe maybe he's gonna be a Marlin. Maybe that'd be cool. I'd I'd be here for that. I don't know. Maybe he plays with he's a White Sox and White Sox in Chicago, or maybe he goes back to St. Louis. Why maybe would St. Louis sign him? Because I don't know. It's like a like the fans would love it. The fans would love it. Oh uh, yeah, just another reason that St. Louis Car- Cardinals fans need to remind people how good they are because they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna give him such a good ovation when he comes back. No, I mean Philly that's could, that's Philly what baseball right needs. If the Listen. rosters if the rosters were bigger. No, I mean he wants playing time too. So, yeah. Well, um, Albert, I'm not sure if you're going to be getting that. So, if you end up retiring, great career, and congrats. Yeah. But you should go to a team and be a bench bat. Yeah, go, that'd be cool. go play every day with the Pirates. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You should do it. That'd be awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, I I promised Ty we could talk a little bit about minor league baseball. Ty, minor league baseball is back. And some are saying that when minor league baseball is back, that's also when Ty Dauber is back. So, but, I mean, Ty, what do you have to say? That's true. Doesn't isn't it great? Isn't it great to have minor league baseball back? Yeah, it is. It really is. No, it is. These players, man, they they work so hard like to you know reach the ultimate goal of making it to the big leagues. Losing last year, having talked to some of these guys knowing some, having interviewed them, like last year was tough on everybody. It really was. Other than, other than the guys on 40 man rosters or the ones that got big signing bonuses, like they're not making a ton of money. They last, they're not playing last year. They weren't getting full salaries. In some cases they were getting stipends from teams, but it's not exactly the same thing. And even, you know, just just missing a season out on your development's tough enough, but um, when baseball is your livelihood, you have to stay ready for whenever it might come. So they had to be ready. Last year was really tough, so it's good. I, I'm happy for the players and the coaches and the employees and everybody in the cities that have minor leagues, uh, minor league teams. I'm happy for those people uh, with Major League Baseball taking over the minors. They slash the minor leagues and it's rough for for those cities and those communities that they're not they don't have it back places like williamsport and they have the college wood bat league coming up but it's not exactly the same so it's good overall to see it some parts of it suck unfortunately but overall it is nice uh for these players to to be back and phillies wise um it's been a pretty interesting week the iron pigs they are three and oh with three walk-off wins reading fight uh rough start but they've had a couple couple interesting 
players for Francisco Morales made his double A debut yesterday. Two really sharp innings, like showed a wipeout slider. Um, but trying to work in the changeup, lost control a little bit. So he got taken out in the third. Bryson Stott today for high A Jersey Shore, his first homer of the year, opposite field, like somebody said. Um that his stance looked a little bit like Harper. They weren't wrong. Harper will use different stances depending on the situation, but it does like kind of look like one of the variations that he does use. There's something to look out on, you know. They are, they have been roommates. They're yeah. both from Las Vegas, in case you didn't know that, Johnny. Oh, really? Wait, Bryson Stott and Bryce Harper, they're, they're both from Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, people. Uh, people don't. People don't talk about that. That's no, they That's just one of those things that people don't talk they about. They don't, I guess. And then Mick Abel made his pro debut yesterday for Clearwater, and um, I saw Matt Winkleman had tweeted that he was up to ninety eight, which out of a teenage starter making his pro debut, that's pretty good to see. That will play. Yeah, that I would say that'll play. Mark Appel making his return to pro ball this weekend, Saturday. He'll be the second guy out pitching for Reading in a piggyback start situation. So he'll be the guy piggybacking. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. It's like you like you said a little bit ago, it's not a great, it's not overall just a really great kind of a system but there are names to watch for in there and some interesting players so like I said man it's good to have it back I know you're not a minor league guy I thank you for allowing me to just talk about the minor leagues for a little bit if you're interested in the minors make sure you follow me I've been tweeting probably way too much about it yeah so Ty is on Twitter um his, his Twitter handle is at Ty Dalbert um, I would spell it out for you, but we're, you already we're know. They already know. They already know. They probably already follow you. Sure. That's that's Ty Y. That's not Ty T T Y. Not T I E. Wow, words are they're flowing out. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Phillies at Atlanta this weekend. Um, so. Pretty big series. Feel like they Sunday play. night baseball again. Sunday this, night yeah, baseball. It, again. it feels this season feels like the Sixers with like the Hornets every year, but it's the Mets yeah. and the Braves. It's like the yeah. only team they play. I think they have the uh, last thing, very last thing before we let everybody go here. Um, <laughs> Class is Sunday, not dismissed. Not yet. Sun, Sunday night baseball. I think they have the Statcast broadcast going on ESPN two along with the Maddie V and A-Rod broadcast going. Which one are you tuning into? Maddie V and A-Rod. You? That's right. Yeah, That's right. I mean, come on. I do the Statcast broadcasts are good. I need those empty calories. Yeah. It's all it's, it's all about listening to a guy who hit 700 home runs talk about how neat guys need to bump more. Like that's that's what it's all about for me. Um it's it's so good. That's, that's why he was involved with biogenesis, so he could he <laughs> he could his bunts could be a little bit better. <laughs> Get the bunts down. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks everyone week, for man. listening. Talk to you next week. Bye.